Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for choosing Pilot Program. We ask that you please fasten your seatbelts and put your tray tables in the upright and locked position. Enjoy your flight. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come on and fly with me. Let's fly, let's fly away. Come fly with me. Let's Good afternoon, passengers. This is your captain, Chase Kennecke speaking. The date is February... What the fuck's, what the, fuck's the date? February 23rd. Mm-hmm. 2023 you can't to... swear you can't swear dude we're gonna get demonetized no no no. that's a youtube thing podcast don't care we're fine we're fine <laughs> we're gonna get demonetized uh, by uh patreon no we don't have a patreon okay we don't have a patreon we're gonna a- get A-cast. demonetized by A-cast, the swear jar we also uh, don't have we also don't have any way to i don't think we have any way to monetize this uh, not yet, anyway. <laughs> Someone wants to pay uh, us money to, to read ads. Uh, I'd probably yeah, I'll I'll read an ad. I'll read an ad all day. Uh, yes, it is two two three two zero two three. Um, that's that's how Pretty we cool. say the date here on the pilot program. Uh, um, the the temperature. I'm sure everybody is burning to know. Well, they're not burning in St. Louis. It's 38 degrees, but um, it's 38 degrees here in St. Louis. It's a, a different temperature where where Pierce lives. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, along with me, as, as mentioned, my my co-pilot here, Pierce Crochane. Hi, Pierce. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's the weather. I care fine. about you as a as a person. I care about how you're doing. Oh, that's what that is. That's what that is. Yeah, it's, that's called love, affection, brothership. Brothership? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a word, right? <laughs> uh, hey, if this show's bad, I'm going to blame it on me having COVID. Yeah, sorry about that, man. That's it's okay. I'm actually feeling better now. I'm, I'm sure I sound a little bit different to people. Uh, although I do love when people say on YouTube videos or podcasts, like, "Oh, I probably sound a little bit different." You know, I've, I'm coming off a cold, and like you sound the exact fucking same as you sounded every <laughs> other time. I don't know what you're talking about, um, but I feel like I sound different, and you said I sounded a little bit different. So I'm gonna I'm gonna trust that I actually do sound a little bit different, but it will yeah. not affect my ability to do this episode, this episode that we're going to be doing on Aoi Hono, which we're going to call Blue Blazes from now on because yeah. the Japanese is harder. Um, I'm, I'm not trying to offend anyone also. I'll do well, my best. I mean, generally, generally we try not to do that. Um, but before we get into Blue Blazes, uh, Pierce, I would first like to ask, have you watched any more In Living Color from I our tried, last man. episode? Yeah, I, I was. Yeah? There was some like there was like a lunch break or two that I was trying to kill some time and look up some of the funny s- sketches that I liked mm-hmm. in the series. And, uh, it is difficult. Did you watch the bolt 45 sketch? I did not know. I know we talked it's about probably that last good, episode, it's prob- probably a good call. That's as soon a, as, as soon as I, sketch. uh, press stop on this recording, I forgot everything we talked about. So, um, <laughs> no, I was just like, you know, like searching on YouTube for funny yeah. living, in living color sketches and, Man, the quality is just so bad. There's some hero needs to be out there and quality of the of the YouTube rips. You mean not not the quality of the show itself? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we we talked about it. It's a little physical. 
quality. Is right, it, right. Is it, is it, I mean, it's software, so. It's, I don't know. Ephemeral. It, it, <laughs> it, was shot, it was shot in the 90s. That's film, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's digital. True. There's it's probably digital film now. somewhere in somewhere. So, yeah, somewhere yeah. along the line, there was film involved with the production of In Living Color. Yes. Um, yeah, I had a similar issue. I, I watched, I think, watched five more episodes. And it, they were they were still kind of like what we talked about before. There were some good sketches. There were some sketches that didn't land. There were some sketches that probably don't land because it's fucking 2023 and not the 90s. Um, but it, it was really just, wow, the, the resolution on these videos are so bad. Yep. But it's 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 the only way it's the, the one person who's uploaded uh, basically all of in living color. Uh, in full episode form, you can find better quality clips like I'm sure you were probably able to find. Yeah. But um, but yeah, if you want full episodes, whew, they're rough. Um, speaking of rough quality, uh, this show also because uh, this show uh, going to going to kind of uh, right at the gate. Uh, it's hard to find the show uh, in a in a one in a quality and two in a uh, format suited to English speakers. Yeah. Um, I I had never heard of the show before you suggested it. Why do you know about it? And like, what's your story with it? Sure. Uh, I know about Blue Blazes because a another podcast that I listen to called The Great Gundam Project. Um, they have a side show that they do called Your Uncle's Beach House, which is basically just their excuse to watch whatever other show that they want to that they want to show. As if uh, you're at your about. uncle's beach house and they, your uncle, I think that's so many I think, tapes. Available. I believe that's where it comes from. Yeah, I love that yeah. title. That's actually kind of brilliant. I was going to hate is, on this for great. some obscure it, podcast having a second podcast that's just <laughs> obscure, but it, I kind of love that. It actually reminds me a lot. I, I remember uh, just the name of this. Sorry to go off on a tangent on my tangent, but um, for Christmases, I would sometimes go down to my uh, grandparents' condo with my family in in Florida. And I remember as they would be hanging, I was I was very young at the time um, where my parents were doing stuff with my grandparents or the whole family was together and, and they were eating or talking or doing whatever they needed to do. Um, I was off watching TV in another room because that kept me quiet. And I remember watching um, Mission Hill the the cartoon show ah. um no, based on it the always comes back to mission it hill. does always come back to mission hill we'll we'll definitely do a, a mission hill episode of pilot program at some mission point hill all the time. Um, you just you, those are the soldiers <laughs> inside the horse and so i don't i don't know if it was i guess this would have been wb at the time maybe it would have been upn i can't remember what what channel this would have been on. i know it originally was on wb but um but I remember watching the show and just being enamored by it of like, wow, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I was probably too young to really understand most of the jokes anyway. Um, but then uh, I didn't have whatever that channel was when we came back home to Missouri. And and that was kind of like, oh, there's there's like a whole other world out there that has TV channels like this. Uh, also in Florida, I remember they had Cartoon Network and I had Nickelodeon at home, but no, no Cartoon Network. So I remember seeing Cow and Chicken and going, holy shit, what the fuck is this? This is nuts. This ain't the Rugrats. Um, and and then, you know, once I finally got Cartoon Network, I was like, oh, yeah, these, these shows are all just fine. It's it's whatever. But there was a time where the Powerpuff Girls and Dexter's Laboratory were exotic shows to me. Um, wow. And and so your uncle's beach house kind 
kind of reminds me of like, oh, you mean my grandparents condo? They're basically the same thing. Um, <laughs> anyway, so they did an episode on the show Blue Blazes okay. because they are, uh, you know, anime people, uh, people who watch anime and then talk about it. Uh, and this show, while not anime, is uh, about anime and manga in in a way that was uh, enough for them to talk about. And it caught my attention. I was like, wow, this, this sounds kind of cool. I'd like to see what this is. And then I watched the show and really fell in love with it. And uh, I just wanted to introduce something weird to you. So here we go. <laughs> yeah. Blue Blazes. Sweet. Um, yeah, I liked this episode a lot, so I'm really glad and I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you about it. Let me let me run down some of the, the basic information before we get into the, the deep stuff here. Uh, Blue Blazes first aired July 9th, 2014 on TV Tokyo, which is not a channel we get here. It's a channel in Japan. Um, in Tokyo, the, I would assume. In, 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 well, out of Tokyo, at least. Uh, you know, I, I bet it I bet it goes to other places in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I'd agree with that. <laughs> uh, it was directed by Yuichi, Yuichi Fukuda um, and it stars uh, a number of people here. I, I trimmed this list down uh, because I want to be nice to Pierce. He doesn't like it when I when I run through a bunch of names. Um, <laughs> so the people, Just like listing the, people... <laughs> the resumes of actors before saying anything about the narrative of the story. I think it's cool. I think it's cool to run down some of this stuff. I think terrible. it's fun. I mean, if when you we get want to episode to... twenty, we'll move this around a little bit. Okay, we'll we can like, we can slip it. I don't. I don't mind like, skip it. the first twenty episodes of pilot program. It gets good on episode twenty-one when Pierce finally wow. convinces Chase to move the intro section around a little bit. Wow! Anyway. But for now, we have to Hate suffer it. through this. We do. We do have to suffer through this. Uh, it stars. I'm only gonna. I'm only gonna run down the people who really matter for this first episode, which is uh, starring Yu Yagira. Uh, he portrays Morio Hono. Um, he's done a few things. Uh, here's the thing: these these people have mostly done Japanese productions that uh, that we have not seen. Yeah. I've seen a handful of these, so I, I will. I do have some context for some of these people, uh, but I think there's only one person who has really anything that that uh, the American audience would have seen in. English, uh, but we'll run down these here real quick. He played Toshira uh, Hijikata in the live-action Gintama TV show and movies. Uh, uh, Pierce, do you know anything about Gintama? Gintama? No. Okay, it's the it's the fourth highest-rated anime on my anime list. Okay, I think it's important to note for the audience who may have never even seen a still of Blue Blazes that this is a yeah. live-action show. Yes, this is in in Japan. This is what they call a live action drama, um, even though it's very comedic. Um, I'm pretty sure they just call everything that's live action a live action drama there that isn't an anime. Um, Just a just a quirk of the Japanese uh, way they do things. Um, He also played Takeshi Kitano, uh, who's also known as Beat Takeshi in a 2021 biopic called Asakusa Kid. Um, Beat Takeshi, Pierce, you might know. Uh, have you ever watched Most Extreme Elimination Challenge sure. on Spike TV? Yeah. So, so that is the translated version of a show in Japan called uh, Takeshi's Castle. He is the Takeshi in Takeshi's Castle. Beat, okay. Beat Takeshi. Uh, he's one of the guys. I think he's wearing the blue robe usually. Uh, and then like the guy in the orange robe who's a little bit more animated. Um, he's like the sidekick, but Beat Takeshi is he, he's a very famous actor. He's actually done a number of things. Beat Takeshi has not not uh, Yu Gira. Uh, Beat Takeshi's been in um, some other uh, 
other productions that we might know as well uh battle royale he plays yeah. uh, the big villain in battle royale um he's a he's a pretty legendary comedian actor every everything guy in japan um, and then Yu Yagira also played Taichi um, uh, Matsushima in the 2017 TV show Mom, May I Quit Being Your Daughter. Some of these titles that you've listed in here for these <laughs> Japanese movies and TV shows, which I assume are also live action, uh-huh. are amazing. Pierce, I specifically picked w- at least one ridiculous title for each of these people I just for this you just for I this purpose um yeah uh japan also has uh, another form of uh, of entertainment called light novels and uh light novels almost exclusively have very long ridiculously descriptive uh silly ass names they're the uh, the the 2000s emo bands on epitaph uh, yeah yeah hit, hit me with a uh, hit yes. me with an example of the uh of the bands that you're talking about uh like fallout boy fallout boy had like oh i thought sure you were like going, going for like is... oh i see the, you know the, what i, mean? like I they... thought you were talking about names of the bands you're talking about the names no, of the songs the of the, of the bands. albums yeah. yes yes um let, let me uh, while, while you while you do this boring part i'll look yeah up some no i'm i'm you know. god damn it now now that you're saying it like i there's fallout boy but then um uh, who else am I thinking of? The, the band that is now way more popular than Fall Out Boy ever was, but at, at the time was like the Fall Out Boy knockoff. I don't know. We we'll can do a whole it. episode about how people have totally appropriated this culture and how fair, no one liked enough. this shit when we were in high school. And now <laughs> Panic at the Disco like is the is the band I was thinking of. Yes. Um, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, and, and also Fall Out Boy's uh, album titles. Not that long. Looking it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like the song titles were a lot of the song titles. Yeah, I like remember. The, like um, tell that Mickey just made my list of things to do today is the name of the opening track yeah. on. Fall yeah, Out there Boys, you go. Uh, See, album, yeah. ridiculous stuff. Yeah. I love it. Sending postcards um, from a plane crash. Wish you were here. <laughs> anyway. um, Kenya Suda plays Hideaki Ano. Um, Kenya Suda, he's the one who who people will you know not know, but he bro- he quote unquote broke out into uh, into Hollywood because he plays a bit part in the 2005 Steven Seagal film Into the Sun, which of course we've all seen. We're all big Seagal heads over here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also played Tetsuya Murata. Uh, in the live action Gintama movie here. Hey, here's here's a little fact. This Almost is all why this takes forever. In... This is why these episodes are more than an hour long. I think this is here. It's a fu- this is about the show. The live action Gintama movies were directed by Yuichi Fukuda, who's the director of this. That's why all of these people are in this oh, show, because this they're the already Wes Anderson in... of Japan. Yes, absolutely. Okay. He's just picking out his favorites. Although I, I wonder if just because Japanese cinema is you know, literally smaller than uh, American Hollywood, uh, that they just have a smaller pool of people to pick from. So you just end up having more people that that cross pollinate in this way. Sure. But especially like these is like, oh, if we were all in this live action Gintama movie together. Um, let's see here. Uh, he also played some small voice roles in Studio Ghibli films, uh, Spirited Away and Howl's Movie Castle. He's also the Japanese dub voice of the snake in uh, the 2022 DreamWorks animated movie, The Bad Guys. That's the that's like, hey, it's Zootopia, but these guys are thieves. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was in the Boss uh, Baby universe for a minute. I, well, we're going to get into the Boss Baby universe uh, because he he uh, well, well, that that's another the BBU, guy. We'll, we'll get there. Will. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get to the Boss Baby universe. Um 
uh, he, the one thing you might actually know him from, and I, I know him from, he lends his voice and appearance to the homeless party, homeless man party member uh, named Yu Nanba in the 2020 game Yakuza Like a Dragon, the, the RPG one. Mm-hmm. So he's your first party member in that game. Um, and when you, you look at him and you're like, oh shit, that's Hideaki Anno from Blue Blazes. I mean, it, it's, it's Kenya Suda. Um, and then, and then here's a, just a, another fun name here for you. He stars as June Kagami in the 2018 film When I Get Home, My Wife Always Pretends to Be Dead. <laughs> this title is so much more depressing than the first one, <laughs> even though it's there is some level of like disownership. They're both pretty bad. <laughs> They're both pretty bad. I kind of want to see this movie just just based on the name. Um, let's go to uh, Siyoshi Muro as Hiroki uh, Yamaga. He plays Gengai Hiragi in the live-action Gintama films. Uh, he plays the voice of an old man in the 2019 Nino Kuni movie, uh, which I've seen. Of course, it's not have. very good. It's not. It's not all that great. Um, I kind of like the games, but I, I did not like the movie that much. He plays Zhuge Motherfucking Liang in the 2020 comedy film The Untold Tale of the Three Kingdoms. Uh, sometimes it's also called The New Interpretation Records of the Three Kingdoms. I have seen this movie. He it is. It is great. Uh, it's also directed and written by uh, Yuichi. Uh, Yuichi Fukuda. Um, so it makes sense here. Uh, that film is awesome. It's it's very funny. It's very funny, and he's very good in it. Um, it's, I mean, I'm I'm reading Romance of the Three Kingdoms right now, and I've played a lot of a lot of Dynasty Warriors, so of course I would like this shit. But I think it's a very funny movie, regardless. Anyway, um, he also plays Suichi Igasaki in the 2021 TV comedy Police in a Pod, which is based on a manga. <laughs> I've not read the manga. <laughs> it is it is good. Um, I've watched this live action show, though. I, so they have an anime of this that I have not seen. They have a manga of this that I have not read. But for some reason, I've watched the live action show. I really like the live action show. It's really good. Um, it stars two female police officers who are like in a police box in Japan where they're, they're just a kind pod. of like these. Yeah, in a in a quote unquote pot, but they call it a police box. But they like it's just these very small police uh, stations that are dotted around Japan. So it's you know, you're not going to get the full force coming out. But if you have, hey, like they're almost like information centers or it's like, hey, can you help me get somewhere? Or uh, like they can call something into the to the main force, but they're really limited in the kinds of things they can do. Like maybe the maybe the highest uh, intensity thing they can do is like have some kind of theft case of like, oh, hey, he stole my purse. Go get him. And they'll run after him. But um, I think that shows very fun. And he plays kind of like the the older. Uh, he kind of plays the same character in that show that he does here, where he's just kind of this uh, lazy guy who doesn't want to do a whole lot. So he kind of sends the two women out to do most of the stuff. But he's also the the chief guy for them so it's like hey it's it's a learning opportunity get out there and and do your thing i'll just hang back here and eat my lunch (laughs) um it's a good show i like it um and then as as pierce alluded to he is the dub voice for alec baldwin's character theodore Lindsay ted templeton jr aka the boss baby in (sighs) the boss baby and also the boss baby family business i don't i don't what i don't even know what the boss baby family business is is that like a true sequel I, did that movie get a true sequel, or is this like a, not a web sequel. thing? It's like something? the Crystal Chronicles of the Boss Baby universe. 
wow, that is a deep cut, but I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, and then finally, Mizuki Yamamoto plays Tonko Morinaga, and she is the voice of Rengoku in the 2013 animated Hunter Hunter movie, Hunter Hunter The Last Mission. Uh, she also plays Zhao Kiao, uh, which means the younger Kiao, uh, the younger Kiao sister in that same Three Kingdoms comedy movie that uh, the previous guy was in. And she's not in the live-action Gintama TV show or movies, uh, but she was in a web drama titled Gintama 2 Yurinomo uh, Kimio na Gintama-chan, uh, where she plays a character named Ma, uh, Maitel. I'm impressed um, which with I believe is it's not I don't very know if good. I, should be. I don't know if I should, yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know if you should be either. Uh, I, I watch enough anime that I... I did. You know what? Here, I'll 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 uh, quote unquote stunt on you a little bit here, Pierce. Um, I took We're Japanese to in college. Yeah, um, I was with you in college and I've heard this story many times. You were not with me at this point. We didn't know each other yet. But I've heard um, this story many times because for the the preceding like three and a half years, I was with you. But no, no, none of the listeners were. They should know that I had an A going into the first quarter of a. Uh, of Japanese class and then and then things got real bad <laughs> um, they should have done the thing that they do a boot camp where they well. do the hard thing first to separate yeah. the, the true waves yeah. from wherever you are uh, I, still, I still remember I'm sure I told you this too but I, I still remember the day we're in the lecture hall and somebody's phone goes off this is you know 2012 2013 no it was, um, it was way before that what? if you took Japanese, it was definitely like 2008. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm thinking when I graduated from college, not when I graduated from high school. Yes. So this would have been 2008 or 2009. Um, uh, somebody's somebody's phone went off and it was the Final Fantasy victory theme. Ugh. And half of it. Yeah, because <laughs> of course it fucking was. Um, but half the class went, oh, shit, where'd you get that ringtone? And they're like, oh, <laughs> this is the fucking worst. All you people suck. Uh. Um, Everyone I mean, looked exactly I, like you in that class. <laughs> Basically, teacher, well, we also we also had three uh, Chinese students, like three students from China, who were in that class. Um, and like once we got to the part where we stopped doing like hiragana and katakana and started getting into kanji, which is uh, you know a, a written language that they also use in China, the the Chinese girls were like, "Oh, I guess we're done. We win. Like this is you're telling us to just speak our own language in this class now. Perfect, no problem." I'm like, "Fuck, this sucks." Uh, <laughs> well, not speak. I, I guess it'd be write. They they still had to learn how to speak Japanese, but they knew how to write the kanji. Education is up. not. Uh competition it is i guess but it, it's like if i went to australia and like there was an english class i'm like yeah i know i still know english <laughs> like yeah, but you, never mind we're not getting english. i know it's not exactly uh, the same don't no. <laughs> we said we wouldn't be offensive in this show and i already have so <laughs> let's continue moving on the premise this is the thing that pierce wants us to move up and we probably will hear later uh but the premise of blue blazes is that it is based on a coming of age manga by kazuhiko shimamoto it tells a fictionalized story of shimamoto's time as a student at the osaka university of arts which he attended alongside some very prestigious uh, people, including Hideaki Anno, as we mentioned. He's the co-founder of the animation studio Gainax. Um, he's the creator of Neon Genesis Evangelion, the, the one anime that your friends know about. Yep. The, um, uh, one of two animes that I know about. I'm looking forward to hearing about the second. I um, guess it, and I, I, I will only give you one guess. I, I mean, well, 
is it Full Metal Alchemist? Oh wow, that, yeah. that's actually not even the, the guess that. I thought well, you we wrote it in our notes that like another guy was like the. Yeah, but I've so heard I knew that, you knew what Full Metal that. Alchemist was. I mean, Cowboy Bebop's the other okay. one that the other one that yeah, yeah. Cowboy Bebop is the correct answer. I've seen yeah, Cowboy but Bebop. But you wrote you wrote like I thought I thought you were trying to do like some gotcha question. I was like, no, you no. literally wrote the name of a different anime in you're these right, notes. I, was, I know that, what you're doing. That was a bad test. <laughs> um. Um, Hideaki Anno is also the director of the 2016 Shin Godzilla movie, which I think is a really good Godzilla movie. He got okay. to do that. That's good for him. Um, in that movie, he also like reuses one of the Evangelion theme songs in in the middle of a fight scene. I'm like, ah, I get it. Nicely, I, nicely done. I get the reference. Yeah. Yes, I do. I do. I did the Leo point. Um, anyway, Hiroki Yamada, uh, Yamaga. Another co-founder, director, and producer, writer, and president of Gainax. Uh, he also wrote the screenplay for Mobile Suit Gundam 0080 War in the Pocket, which is a good it's anime. It's one of the good ones. It's a good OVA. Uh, like yeah, a it's like, a, thing it's like an eight-episode OVA that's got some cool shit in it. Okay. Yeah. It, it's one of the good ones. I mean, it's no, it's not Gundam Seed, so it's got to be decent, right? Uh, you're... P- Pierce, all you need to know yeah. is that Gundam yeah. Seed <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs> Okay. There, there's a lot of bad Gundam. There's a lot of good Gundam, but Gundam Seed is the fucking dirt worst. Okay. Um. Anyway, and and then uh, he also uh, uh, another person that that went to school at the Osaka University of Arts with Shimamoto was Takami Akai. Uh, he's another co-founder and board member of Gainax. So cool. like these these huge people in the yes. realm of anime, uh, he went to school with these people. Uh, although he uh, never met them, uh, but that didn't stop him from making a manga where he he did fictionally meet them. And here's what it would have been like if we talked at school all the time together. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. It's so it's so relatable. Like no matter where you are in the world, I think that primary school, like you, you should, especially if you have a stable education, I should say, if you have a stable education growing up, there's something so relatable about there being a popular crowd a talented crowd and you being on the outside of it and that's yeah much of what this episode is about in addition well, I mean, to like and wrestling with your own artistic right and and for us we were the popular crowd um and then so i'm I, sure there I were people the out there crowd. yes you were <laughs> someone i got lunch <laughs> with uh often um uh, pretty i'm pretty sure i had uh the the job at the at the student newspaper before you and we you kind shared of brought it with you someone in. else uh and, and I, I held that position by myself but uh anyway well, uh, would well you like not that be... we're measuring or anything yeah. uh, <laughs> let me like let me, me give you one quick thing let me give you one quick thing about shimamoto just so you kind of know who this guy is uh because yes he wrote this manga uh, also called blue blazes uh sometimes it's also called blue fire if you're looking for rips of things um but he's also a writer of a number of long-running manga. His most famous work is probably uh, Hono uh, no Tenkoshi. Uh, Tenko, ooh, I, I butchered that one, but that's okay. It's called Blazing Transfer Student in English. Um, but he's also done some character designs for a number of things, including the game Live Alive, which uh, that, that's a good game, uh, and also the anime Mobile Fighter G Gundam, which mm, it's kind that's of one, a good one. one. <laughs> that's that's one of the more mid ones. It's got is the, it the character good? designs. The character Survey designs, <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. Uh, I don't really love the anime, though. Um, all right, Pierce, this is your time. Tell us the synopsis of the pilot episode of Blue Blazes. Yeah, you wrote a, a beautiful synopsis, and I really commend you Thank on you. that. Thank you. I hope Thank uh, you. 
you I am a professional writer this because I'm not going to use it. Um, <laughs> you're a professional copywriter. Uh, yes. I'm going to just go off the cuff and uh, sort of reference your uh, synopsis. It's always worked for me in the past. Yep. <laughs> um, so the year is 1980. I'll use that part. Okay. <laughs> and um, the show opens. Oh, you on... mean an era where the fashion and culture of <laughs> people are in full bloom, as the episode uh, begins with? <laughs> yeah, I should. At the end of this episode, maybe I should suggest some Japanese city pop. Um, yeah, God, as, as I a, can suggest some Japanese city pop. Fuck yeah, just that's delightful. That's, um, hell yeah. Anyway, uh, the year is 1980, and as Jay said, it, it's set at Osaka University of the Arts. Um, the main character Hono is reading a magazine, reading uh, this famous baseball manga nine which i didn't know until i looked at your notes yep and um you know you can tell he's nine reading... stands for like the nine people on a baseball field at one time like it's oh like a, yes yes yeah, it's I, a baseball I'm reference asleep by the time the first pitch is thrown uh because wow. that sport is so boring the disrespect um, <laughs> uh and he is um you know he's captivated by it but he also is in his mind like analyzing it and um things he can do better essentially so he goes to his first class the, assi- the first assignment is a uh, flipbook animation and he goes home and he, he was working on it um during this time he joins a badminton uh club which is kind of weird because he actually they show the badminton club before they even show him going to class uh, mm-hmm. which i thought was a weird sequence of events and um it's it shows that he has this love interest who might be a some of his imagination because she's she's not but okay I, I, I like how you I like I like what your notes were saying there and we'll talk about it later but uh, she's no she's real um, yeah so she he has this, this off the cuff thing going for you by the way <laughs> he has a love interest that gasses him up when he's trying to make this flip book and he thinks he's hot shit they get ramen together. He goes to class. He discovers that um, Anno, who you talked about, the creator of Neo Genesis Evangelion, um, has a better flipbook. And he realizes he has a moment where he could realize that he has a lot to work on. But instead, he reinterprets this as he has so much more potential than other people, and therefore he is more superior to them. Um, the next, uh, the next school project that they all work on is a short film. And once again, he's on a team that is subpar, and his work is subpar. They don't even use the storyboards. Uh, turns in the the short film at the end. No one likes it. Um, the Ano is kind of put together on this dream team with Imaga, and um, who's the other one? That Akai. Yeah, Akai. And their film is beloved, but sort of at the end, you, it's revealed that Ano. Um, didn't make a comedy he made a serious film that was supposed to move people and everyone laughed at it thinking that it was a comedy and so he kind of reveals that even though he is the more talented artist he too is sort of tortured um but yeah and the the show ends with this um rivalry the kind of the episode ends uh the episode ends with this rivalry uh blossoming between ano and and I guess Hono, like, I don't think Ano really thinks of him as competition, but, um, and, uh, yeah, he, he runs off into the, <laughs> into the sunset, essentially, saying that he'll always win if he doesn't get moved by Ano's arts. 
Yeah, on a, on a, like at the end, he's like, I I didn't mean to make this thing a comedy. I meant this thing to to move you people. And this next one, the next thing I make is going to move you people. And Hono was like, no, I will never be moved by you. You're my rival. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, I'll never be moved. And then he just runs away. <laughs> you can't beat me if I'm never moved by your by your art. Sure. Um, well, I'm really glad you went off the cuff on that one. <laughs> um yeah, Chase World is great thing, but it's pretty good. It's pretty it's, good. Anyway, yeah, it's too let's, long. Let's talk, I mean, that's let's, my problem with all of these episodes. So oh, I need to right, get because you going these off beats. the cuff, uh, <laughs> off the cuff, and going a lot of ums and uhs. You're the one who's like, oh, I want this show to be an hour, and in now the next, you're gonna just uh, hem and in the next episode, I will write the synopsis, right, so it can be uh, my own words. Yeah, because I'm right, not just great. some broadcast journalism major. <laughs> I'm not a broadcast journalism major. No, no, I'm saying I'm not. Okay, so well, I can't. Was, uh, I can't read someone else's words. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, I'm sure. Anyway, let's talk about the show itself, Pierce. I, I want to first mention uh, just the production around the sh- like the the actual production of the show. Which at first I thought like, wow, this looks. I, I like this show, but it feels really amateurish when you're looking at it, and part of me realized as I was watching it again is like, you know, actually. Some of these some of these camera angles and and things that they're doing, like the the way the actors emote, a lot of this is built to look like a manga or an anime. Yeah. Where very, very like, uh, the react. There's like a lot of reactions, a lot of like big face motions um, that are almost like play like a, if you were mm-hmm. to act on stage Um but yeah, I kind of I thought right away because it was based on a manga that it was just pulling actual pages from that and framing the shots that way. Uh, it is a little bit, yeah. Uh, well, we could talk about the manga a little bit, or at least part of the manga, because we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, but yeah, like the there's also just the uh, some dramatic pauses in the way people speak um, tonally, the way people speak. Like somebody like Tonko uh, speaks in a in a uh, very anime girl style voice that doesn't sound real at all. Yeah. Um, a lot of these characters don't she, sound she's real. She's love interest, uh, Tonko. And yeah, for this very... first episode, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, it is very fawning. It's very, it's just kind of dripping with this worship almost. And it's, yeah. and like, I think the point of Hono is that he, he has all of this confidence and none of it is based on anything concrete. He's just an average student. He's an average artist. And the fact that she loves him so much or or, or believes in his talent so much, I think is it makes it harder to take her seriously because of that. So Mm -hmm. like pair that with the voice with it just being unnecessary. I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? That that sort of. um, Yeah. I mean, she she sounds like she sounds like the the childhood best friend character in an anime where it's, hey, you go and fight, go and do the thing. Sure. I believe in you. Zero character uh, development, zero depth. Right. uh, At at the very least in this first episode. And you know what? Stop doing that. We have to judge this on the show. I know. I know. We we can only do it on this one show. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
Um, so getting back to the my original point, though, is like it's not only does it feel like it's shot like an anime in some ways. Uh, also, like all the all the main characters hairstyles are are very uh, anime looking, not not so spiky, like nobody's got like Goku hair exactly. But they they sure. all kind of have a, a stylized quality to them that make them look like they come out of a, a manga or an anime. But also, I mean, I know Japanese productions, again, they don't have Hollywood budgets. You're you're going to inherently get a little lesser quality in in some of this stuff just based on like resolution. But there's I feel like it's also a conscious decision that this is a show about an art school where you have students making student films and you have you have these students being creative in this way. And they're they're literally amateurs. And I feel like the the show's production also having a small amateurish quality to it kind of uh, like feeds into that a little bit. And okay. I mean, it, it, again, it might just be, hey, we didn't have that high of a budget. But then I look at some of the times where they they up the production values in some fun or clever ways, like when they show off the flip books that the, the different characters have made and you see Hono's and his is not bad. It's fine. Um, and then you see Ano's and Ano's is incredible. And uh, Hono, his reaction literally becomes a flip book like his they they go in and Photoshop yeah. filter him and turn him white and then have like a bunch of page flipping animations go over him. Um, and then we both talked about in the notes and, and we'll talk about here the the opening of the show that happens 12 minutes into the episode. Very late title card. But the uh, the opening has really nice production values like it's not like they can't do nice production in this show but overall the show has this kind of student quality to it which i i started to really lean into and enjoy and thought it might have been part of the the thematic of the show is that hey we should make this look a little amateurish the only time that it really stuck out to me was when he is running after he discovers that um anno's flip book is so much better he's run he starts running outside and there is a scene where he's running toward the camera and the lighting on it is so washed out it it looks like you took your cell phone camera in you know 2008 or when when did this come out 2007 and just like pointed at a friend as they ran toward you um it it was it was a little embarrassing even um Mm -hmm. like i felt a little like i was cringing through it um Uh sort of like where i was with the student films at the end oh yeah those student films those student films like if you want to see what real student film production looks like uh their their representations of the actual student films oh my uh those gave me some flashbacks to my own student films which are terrible and will never be found (laughs) yeah but so this is a story about uh this is a campus story in mm-hmm. so many ways i love campus novels one of my favorite games of all time is bully um sure i love that sort of school setting and i love an artist's journey and oh, pierce you're gonna love anime if you like the school setting, setting yeah. have i let me introduce you to anime let me let me just name some other shows that i like uh freaks okay. and geeks sure uh-huh undeclared which is pretty much the same thing uh-huh um, yes yeah, I like live action. Bo- Boy Meets World. What I'm saying. The Wonder <laughs> I guess Years. Boy Meets what World. Do you, what do you want? One, yeah. <laughs> that '70s show has places. They're in technically in school. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but I do lo- like I love these sort of 
stories, and especially when they involve artists. Um, what's funny and how I think they subvert it is Hono is delusional in that he is he is untalented, and he thinks he's talented. I think so many artists, you always visualize success in some ways, and he takes it to the extreme where he is this genius in that when he sits down and he is in class, he talks down to all of his friends, and mm-hmm. he smugly looks around at everyone and thinks of them as inferior to him. I mean, yes, but he also, on the other side of that coin, like, proves to be just as uh, like fragile and uh, super fanny as he claims everybody else is. Uh, like there's there's a time you mentioned it there. He's in his he's starting to get to his first class. He looks around. He's thinking to himself, uh, he's condescendingly thinking like, oh, all these people, they're going to like, they're just thinking about doing well at school and graduating. And that's not what that's not what art school is about. Art school is about getting so good that you that you leave early, which funny enough, uh, uh, Shimamoto, the, the author of the manga, uh, did drop out of uh, the university early uh, because he. He got Blazing Transfer student uh, published, and then he could just do that full time. Um, but so he's thinking about this, and then his his uh, I get uh, they're not friends until he meets them, I guess. But they, like this, the t- these two guys sit down next to him, and one guy's like, "Hey, here's this photo of me looking like Common Rider." Uh, which is a, a Japanese tokusatsu show like uh, like Power Rangers or the Super Sentai stuff. Some in similar thing with like rubber suits and shit like that. Okay. So he's like, here, here's this photo of me looking like Kamen Rider with this motorcycle. And he's like, come on, man, that's that's old. That's old shit. People are talking about anime now. And he's like, well, did you know that the original Kamen Rider mask just getting into like this super nerdy trivia? The original Kamen Rider mask was actually blue, even though they said it was green. And Hono like is continuing to have this kind of detached face of like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. And then he thinks about it for half a second, goes, holy shit, really? Oh, my God, that makes so much sense. And then like he's going into like super otaku brain of like, well, then that connects to this. And that's why they said this in the in the title sequence. You go, oh, you're just as much of a fanboy as everybody else. You're just playing. You just don't own it. You you you're not. He's not comfortable in his own skin to just be like, yeah, I'm a fucking nerd. I'm I'm I fucking love all this geeky shit like everybody else does. Uh, and you're in a fucking art school, man. All, all the people yeah, around exactly. you feel the same way about this stuff. That's that's why they're here. Um, except I don't know why he joined the badminton. Uh, why does why does an art school even have a badminton? Club? Well, that, yeah, that is confusing. And that's also it was confusing to me that it's like he goes to that before he even goes to class. And while right. he's there. And he goes to it for Tonko, for a girl. Like he's yeah. he's but also he doesn't seem to care about girls at all because he cares about his his future career as the manga artist. Like I got in this first episode. I think his priorities are are really hard to tell because he he will go like, oh, I'm doing this thing for a girl that I can't be with and that seems like she kind of wants to be with me but also once I found out she kind of wants to be with me I'm I've already started thinking well I'm just going to focus on my career so I'm kind of brushing her off but I also go and do whatever she tells me because I, I'm still kind of into her there's this there's this kind of really weird middle ground that he's in that um, I'm, I'm sorry Pierce only gets worse as the show continues to go okay. on in future episodes um, um, but, yeah, he yeah. he almost he he self sabotages in a lot of ways. Yes. And and he, maybe he self sabotages with um with love interest because he is afraid of failure ultimately and 
like he doesn't going jumping ahead when he does the the um the film project it's a group project and all of the best people are chosen by yamaga mm-hmm. who chooses the best artists and realizes that he is going to be a producer later on in life and purposely does not choose hono but chooses hono's friends yeah. so this sort of lights a fire under hono and he's selected by um tell me what the name again is that akai no, no, no. Akai is also in Ano's group. We didn't oh. mention the the name of his his guy. Uh, I think you have it in your notes somewhere. But it's it's a guy who ends up becoming the the head of Studio Bones, um, who made Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. So so he is chosen yeah. by someone else. Right. And and the point I'm trying to make is that he does the storyboards. He takes this role very seriously, but he doesn't even know that they didn't use it until after the film's released that's, so a, that's a rookie group project mistake you always check the work before <laughs> it goes up like what are you doing how and i just think there's like a like he he gets 50 percent there and he just kind of puts his feet up and he's like i did it i made it without realizing yeah. how much more work there is to be done i mean he does that with everything right you're, you're right I'm saying. He's, with, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah he he thinks that like the at the beginning, it's like the smallest amount of effort is like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to make this flip book and it's going to be the best thing ever. And then I'm going to I'm going to uh, skip out of the school and I'm going to become pro and I'm never going to have to think about these people again. And then realizes, oh, shit, there are people here who are way better than I am. And and then you're right. He goes into that delusional sense where it's it, it's not that they're better than me. It's just that I have so much more that I can improve on. So I'm actually better when you when you when you really think about about it from like a technical standpoint i'm actually way better than you because i can get better you're already at the peak of your abilities obviously so i can only surpass you um i once had a, a friend uh well i don't know how much of a friend he was but uh there was a guy i knew in my neighborhood um who told me like i was like i'm a bigger dude and he's like man i wish i could be like you because man i could lose i could lose that weight and i just have all that muscle and he was like a scrawny little kid who like went to the gym all the time uh but like he was only gonna get as big as he could get so he it was kind of that it it felt like the same thing to me as like ah like i'm so like i'm so far behind you but i have the potential to be way better than you so (laughs) i guess i have a better physique than you even though that's absolutely not true uh yeah i mean but this is but that's how he thinks about everything the personality trait that links both these people is this insecurity this deep right he he vacillates from like deep depression to oh god i'm the worst my art sucks yeah um and then it's actually wait a minute i need to build myself back up and it doesn't help that he's got tonko there as you say gassing him up um every time and and all she has to say is positive stuff like oh you're so smart or oh i mean i'm sure you can figure it out hono you're you're a genius yeah um yeah yeah if you're right i am i'll figure it out (laughs) at what point during the flipbook uh work they take a break to go get ramen and i think it's maybe they go back to the same place or is it during this dinner where they um they're reading the magazine shown in sunday i think yeah he picks up a magazine that's just out, out near the out of the restaurant yeah. right and and flips through it and and sees what he thinks are errors in this published artist's work and that mm-hmm. they're you know they're missing out on this opportunity and tonko encourages him to write a letter to her and give his advice and i cannot think of anything more insufferable than some <laughs> college student writing a, a actual like real ass artist and being like yeah hey, i think you got some i got some pointers that you'd probably appreciate 
And and I mean, he says it in his mind in the most condescending way as well. It's like, oh, I see the I see the value of your work, but I'm really concerned about this new direction that right, you're going yeah. in. Like, <laughs> fuck off, kid. I'm getting paid for this shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and it, that's just his thing. And also, there is there's a certain um, he's just kind of like out of touch in a way. Uh, even when he's reading nine at the beginning, he's talking about like, oh, the, the girl's cute, but it's not enough to have a cute girl. You need to have, uh, you know, this is a baseball manga. It has to have these things. Why doesn't this have them? And like, dude, this is an incredibly popular manga uh, that gets turned into movies and TV shows. Like it's it's not that you've discovered this hidden gem that only needs your small tweaks. Like, the guy, the guy who made this knows what he's fucking doing. Uh, and you don't. You're just some fucking kid. <laughs> right. I think, you know. Listen, you can critique things that you could never create. We have a show about TV shows. We're, we're doing it right now. <laughs> um, but I think what you said somewhere in your notes about him being like, he he analyzes things in ways that everyone does, but he always like, he thinks the wrong thing every single time. And yeah. then he almost like, if, if you're picking out flaws in something, you can be like, well, you know, this person's acting isn't that good. But he picks the, whatever, the Tom Hanks actor and is like, didn't give a good performance that i can't i can tell that guy's not gonna be a star and it's like you're just way wrong yeah, you, you just that. missed that one buddy yeah, yeah. uh-huh <laughs> uh do we want to uh, so the the, sh- the first half of the show literally first half of the show is that um in his bed reading nine the badminton practice the first class and i think the flip book and then when it's discovered that his you know, technique is inferior. That's when we get the title sequence yeah. uh, the, in the um, the opening uh, theme song as well. Do we want to talk about that briefly? I, I would love to. Uh, I told you last time we, we talked about the the banger that was the opening to In Living Color, and I I uh, you know shot my shot and said that this would have uh, maybe even an even a better opening theme. I think I still stand by that. I think uh, Aka Soda. Wait, is that? Uh, I can't remember the exact name. <laughs> I have it in my notes somewhere. That's fine. Yeah, it's it's a rock song. Ada Coda Soda. It's very similar to a lot of like mid two thousands rock songs. I put some uh, examples in here. The Hives, mm-hmm. Walk Idiot Walk. Finds, well, when you when you're saying that, you mean you mean the visuals, the the song I mean itself. The song is and not... the visuals. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. I, yeah, I think the song is like that. I mean, the the I'm. Obviously, there's subtitles in this. I think the lyrics are a lot more tongue in cheek, uh, mm-hmm. and certainly more specific to uh, Hono, and not as uh, broadly appealing as those other songs are. But yeah, there was something about uh, Jets. Are you going to be my girl? You said Franz Ferdinand's um, "Take Me Out," and yep. there's there's like a, a way that it's shot. I don't know. I don't know what it is about it, but it just There's reminds like a, me of those music videos. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I said take me out because one, it, it's kind of a collage. Uh, it's it's a more simplistic collage than than take me out is. Um, but it also used that uses that halftone pattern and even sepia tones the the characters in there a lot. So I, I could see some very physical similarities between those two things. But I mean, I, I see where you're going with uh, the jet the jet song as well. Like that's that's black and white. It's it's them in like a white room. Um, totally, I can see the the starkness of it. What I think is really interesting. I don't know any of the anime they're referencing, but they are. Uh, 
every every character that they show in the opening thing has kind of this stop motion quality to them as they stomp around or hit some kind of pose or the camera goes around them in some way uh, before they hit their final pose. And that's when it puts up their the name of the actor. Um, but all of those movement, those stop motion movements that they're doing, those uh, are beat for beat the same motions that happen in various classic anime. Shows. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know um, that. So like at once when I see like Tonko's actor, uh, the the stop motion thing they do around her is they go incredibly right around her butt, uh, which, you know, she's she's got her tight jeans on. So you're like, oh, that's that's kind of whatever. And then you look uh, there's a there's a YouTube video that that syncs these things up one to one that I have linked in the notes. You can see Pierce, our, our listeners okay. can't. So fuck the listeners. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, it shows, it shows like the, the transformation sequence that, uh, the little girl is doing in the anime that kind of sweeps around her in a very similar way. And you go, Oh, it's, it's referencing that thing. And that's kind of cool. The way it's, the way it's doing some of those things. Um, yeah, it, it's a super cool thing. I love the song. It's by a band called the Ulfuls, which uh, was like a, a Japanese corruption. Uh, like the, the band member saw the word soulful and uh, he read it as okay. Ulful. And then that just became their name. I think that's very funny. Um, I, I love this opening theme quite a bit. In fact, it is my uh, it is my alarm when I wake up in the morning because uh, it's got a really sharp beginning to it. Um, I like huh, it. You, I just you like wake the up to music, huh? I do. Interesting. Do, How do, very what do you old wake, you? What do you wake up to? My baby. Well, God. <laughs> Which I guess is actually the old man thing. <laughs> My spawn. <laughs> um, all right. Any Anything else we need to say about the show? I know we're getting close to an hour and Pierce is getting upset. That. So Yeah. Um, since you're giving me this, maybe I'll be a little more prepared on the synopsis. Uh, Next one is a little uh, trade. Um, no, I think the second half is sort of a, a sequel to the first half of the episode in that they do this next project. Um, some of the other characters are, are introduced at this point, like Himaga, and mm-hmm. some of the um, like characterization is done very quickly in that like this person's an artist, this person is a producer, this person is know a connector you said the the person that selects him is sort of lazy and kind of a jokester and the group that he's in for the group project is very much uh it's not that they're partiers but they are people that know that like listen we just got to get through this and then we'll go out and we'll get jobs later but let's have a little fun here right Um, they're enjoying their youth they're enjoying their youth yeah which hono finds to be uh distasteful (laughs) right and it but again we've not to belabor the point but hono seems to pick cherry pick the worst aspects of both in that he is lazy like someone who is (laughs) youthful while also not enjoying it and he's not you know diligent and hardworking enough to ever be really successful like some of his uh, peers are um but yeah and, and we talked about at the beginning how it ends and that his film one is awful that he worked on and also that they didn't use the storyboards um so this once again kind of feeds his idea of his potential hasn't been unlocked yet right it absolves him of the sin of how bad his video of how their project is it's like oh well they didn't even use my genius stuff exactly and when he even goes to the guy he's like why didn't you use my shit he's like it looked 
it was too anime. We couldn't we couldn't film that. He's like, I could. <laughs> like, well, it's too late now. It's whatever. We'll just try on the, on the next project. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Anno's film is is great. It's a reference to um, Ultraman. Ultraman. Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. I was like, where is it in the notes? Um, and and people think it's very funny. They think the the references are uh, supposed to be tongue in cheek because they're obviously low production yeah. quality. And, and and despite being a student film, and it, it definitely also looks like a student film, but it has you know, some form of shot composition to sure. it. Um, it has some very simple visual effects where they've, you know, they've just layered on like this construction paper that is this beam of this laser beam that's going off. Or um, at one point uh, he jumps up in the air and they take the frame of him jumping in the air and they flip. They just keep rotating the the actual frame of film. So it looks like he's somersaulting in the air without them having to do any expensive visual effects. In fact, uh, while he's talking, while Hono is talking to Tonko, Tonko's like, wow, that was really good. And he's like, yeah. And he's, and he's breaking down why it's so good to her in a way that uh, like for him is one, analyzing something, overanalyzing something like he loves to do. And two, uh, just kind of figuring out why he should have so much contempt for himself and Ano of, of the things that he do and things that they do. And he says something to the effect uh, I've got in my notes somewhere but um he's like it's it's so cheap but it doesn't look cheap um and and that's 100 what it is it's like they didn't they didn't have costumes to make this look like ultraman but they had the smallest of props that made it feel genuinely like that they had the sounds that they could rip from episodes of the show that they could splice into their own stuff to make it feel authentic in that way. They they took like the most basic authentic pieces and put it in here. And so it doesn't feel like a student production, even though it obviously is a student production. And it, it just makes it so much better than his group's film, which is filmed so tightly. It has it has no sense of scale to anything because it's just like head and neck level of the main character running through a forest as two guys in black suits and and sunglasses are following him. But again, you're never given any context of why they're chasing him, where they are in relation to him in this forest. Uh, And then just like out of the, out of the scene a a punch comes out. And then at one point he's like holding his arm and walking away. You're like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's like a, the Anos film is cheap or, or the things that he does are tricks really and yeah. there is a cheapness only because there's competency there and that if you're making a film you know how to cut corners to make things look good while also being like stretching your dollar stretching your the tools that you have and they did the, his group uh Hono's t- group didn't stretch any of the tools that they had. They didn't use them in any new ways. They just like, right. yeah, pointed that camera at three people running through the forest and we're like, eh, we'll call it a day. Yeah. And it, it didn't work out for him. No. It's, um, it's a hard sequence to watch. I'll tell you what. It did remind <laughs> me of the high school films that I made. Uh, one of Oof. which I discovered a DVD of and oh, hell yeah, it might be on uh, YouTube. 
Yeah, uh, mine are also on an unlisted YouTube channel. Uh, and the good news is they were done like in the the old like four by three YouTube. Uh, so like they're shot in a they're shot in a um, aspect ratio that YouTube now hates uh, because YouTube wants everything in widescreen. So YouTube will never um, never put them up in, in search query things like they never recommend these videos to you because they're in the four by three format. So like I'm I'm. I'm made in the shade, you're baby. You're never, you're <laughs> never gonna find my parodies of of heroes. Remember the the television show Heroes, Pierce. Yes. We'll we'll do a show on heroes for this someday, Maybe. I'm sure. Um, and my parody was named the same thing everybody else's heroes parody was called. It was called Zeros, of course. Um, God, it's so fucking bad. <sighs> it's so fucking bad. Don't don't go back in time. No, There's nothing there. no, don't don't do that. Um, anyway, uh, a couple couple last little things for me. There's one scene where he's on a bus. He's talking about the nine manga and, and analyzing it. And there's a person uh, sitting across from him that's wearing a shirt, a sweatshirt that just says Arizona on it. And I love <laughs> I it. Yeah, I, I like just it. love it. Um, there's there's another time. It's many episodes from now, but somebody's just wearing a St. Louis Rams shirt. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're, in, you're in Osaka, Rams. Japan. What are you yeah. wearing a St. Louis Rams T-shirt for? <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> um there's there's some really good stuff in this show. I know we're just talking about the first episode here as a pilot. Pierce, this is the only episode that you've seen. Uh, but as a person who has seen this whole show, I think it's really good. I think people should check it out. Um, there's a couple of really good characters you haven't even met yet. Uh, one of them is named Mad Holy, and he's a Love chain that. smoking. He's a chain smoking, uh, like sleep deprived manga editor. He's he's the fucking best. Um and then I got I got to tell you about this one tiny part. There's he he goes in to watch uh, like there's there's a, a cinema playing Rocky one and two back to back for really cheap. And he's like, ah, fuck it. I'll, I'll go watch Rocky. Um, and he's watching Rocky and he's watching it with like this renewed sense of like, oh, now I understand why Rocky has to lose in the first film so he can win in the second film. And again, it's just him gassing himself up again. But they're showing the movie. They don't have the rights to Rocky, so they have remade the scene in Rocky 2 <laughs> with a Japanese guy as Rocky and a different black guy as Apollo Creed. And it's like a student film version of Rocky that they're watching in the cinema. So the in-universe version of Rocky that they're watching is also something made by the show. Um, and in the, in the credits of that episode... Because the credits of all these episodes has um, like old archival photos or uh, notes from people in the animation industry going like, oh, I, I thought this part was really funny and this is so like things. Or there's a, a manga editor who's like, we don't edit manga like that at all. You guys are totally blowing it out of proportion. But the in this episode, they show the whole clip of of the rocky footage that they took um just because it was like hey we had this footage we thought it was really fun so we're just going to show you all the rocky footage that we made for our weird in-universe student film version of rocky it's beautiful this show is so funny i i love it a lot um let me give you a, a little bit of legacy stuff in here. This show just had the one season. It was uh, 11 episodes long. Uh, but the manga, which uh, Shimamoto started in 20, uh, 2007, it is still ongoing. Uh, it's currently 27 volumes long. And the last volume came out August of 2022. Um, 
Unfortunately, though, if you are interested in reading this, uh, fuck you, because only the very first chapter of the very first volume has been fan translated into English. Uh, Also, I would say poorly. Um, It's uh, the second half of that first chapter makes very little sense, even though I'd seen the show and know kind of what's going on. Still doesn't really make sense. Um, But uh, the the manga, the manga is it seems pretty good uh, especially from like uh the the drawings and and uh and some of the comedy still still comes through especially if you've seen the show before um so i do think that's kind of cool um I, obviously for a show that was made in japan uh it's really difficult to find information on this show in english um it's it's hard to even find the show to begin with as we mentioned especially with Eng- english subs there was one legitimate place that i know uh was streaming it with the english subs it is no longer around so the wikipedia page for blue blazes is lying to you when it says here's the way you can watch it because that Oof. it just doesn't exist anymore um so you have to go to some some funny sites to go and find the show but i think it's worth it because it's it's just really good um I imagine the only reason that Western audiences would care about the show at all uh, or would would care about the show before actually knowing what it is, is that it has a representation of Anno in it. Um, Anno, the Evangelion guy, people like Evangelion. So that's why you might care about this show. And I think it is very funny the the way they kind of give you a, a small peek into his mindset, which, again, is fictional because Shimoto never met Anno in college. <laughs> yeah. um, but the show does still give you a, a, a cool glimpse at what the uh, like a stylized glimpse, but a, a cool glimpse at what the manga and anime industries were like in the 1980s. And I think that's also kind of cool. Um, as we mentioned, director Yuichi Fukuda, he continued to write and direct many different Japanese productions. Uh, we mentioned some of those earlier, like the Gintama movies, the live action Gintama movies as well as the uh, the Three Kingdoms movie, which, again, I, I still think is really funny. I know, you really good. stand by it. Uh, People should check that actually. out. Yeah. Um, so that's all I got. Pierce, would you like to tell the folks at home what our next episode is going to be about? Yeah, we're going to watch our first animated show, um, and it's going to be Archer. Yeah. A show that you love, a show that I've seen a lot of episodes well, of. Well, let's not say, let's you not love say it. things. You, this, you're the not, expert here. Um, that's, I, I've watched more Archer than you have. I don't know if I would say I love Archer. I would say I loved two or three seasons of Archer, and then they made a lot more seasons lot of Archer. Yeah, the first season of Archer is pretty good, so yeah. we'll, uh, we'll check out Archer. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll, uh, we'll have a good time. Um, but that'll be good. Absolutely. Yeah, anyway. Blue Blazes. Uh, it's a, I like it. I think I'm going to finish it. I mean, 11 episodes, what, it's five and a half hours? My yeah. time, I think it's going to be worth it. Yeah, it's, I, I'm going to rewatch it because I'm, I'm having such a good time with it. Anyway, uh, it looks like we have just about reached our destination. Next time, as we said, we'll be watching Archer. And as we prepare for landing, please remember that you can follow Pilot Program on Twitter at Pilot Program Pod. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chase underscore Kenneke. That's K-O-E-N-E-K-E. Um, you can also go to thecasualhour.com to go and see the podcast I do with my two good friends, um, Johnny Amazich and Bobby Pease. We talk about video games there. And uh, that's those are, those are the best places to find me. Pierce, uh, do you have a, a music plug for yeah. us? We can do. Let's do a Japanese city pop album. Okay, uh, came out last year. It's called Simple Sentences 
by Shoko Igarashi, uh, and it's it's awesome. It's like a it's almost like an updated take on Japanese city pop because it incorporates a lot more modern uh, music styles. So uh, check it out. Simple set. Nice. Buy it on Bandcamp. Uh, and you know, I, I'm I'm feeling the bug too. Since you mentioned city pop, I'll mention more of a more of like a. a a basic one here. I'll be the Hono here who just says he likes the basic shit. Like he knows the deep <laughs> tracks, but, uh, Henri's timely is, is I think probably one of the best city pop, uh, albums ever. And, and it's kind of more of like a, a baseline of here's what this thing is the prototype, if you will. Um, so I, I would check that out if you just want to know what city pops about. And then you listen to Pierce's recommendation to be like, what does it become? Um, yeah. I think that's a good bookend. Anyway, Pierce, as always, thank you for joining me on this episode of Pilot Program. And we'll catch you all next time. Bye, y'all. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, hold my hand. In other words, baby, kiss me. Fill my heart with song and let me sing forevermore. You are all I long for, all I worship and adore. In other words, please be true. In other words, I love you.